Welcome to Gen Z Hoops. I'm your host, John Hartafillis, joined live by, our, by the host of Gen Z 76ers, Chris D'Ambrosio, for an exciting episode breaking down game two of the second round Eastern Conference semifinal series between the Philadelphia 76ers and the, and the Atlanta Hawks that we actually went to live. We're recording this episode live from the D'Ambrosio household, and we're very excited uh, to be talking about a game that we both obviously saw with our own two eyes and an exciting game that the 76ers were able to pull out, were able to pull out a 118 to 102 victory over the Atlanta Hawks. And just taking it from the top, I mean, from, just from, 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 the, from the initial jump ball, the atmosphere was insane. I was kind of harking back to just the, the crowd MSG and what that's like. Philly, honestly, came pretty, came pretty darn close uh, to replicating that in their arena. I mean, Chris, I mean, you've obviously been to way more Sixers games than I have, this being my first one. But what, what did you think about that? Uh, yeah, John, it seemed it seemed extra special this game. And I don't know if it's because I haven't been able to see live basketball for so long, but uh, I think we were you and I were looking around and it seemed like every seat was packed. Um, the crowd was roaring uh, the entire game and um, it just makes it it just makes it fun for everyone when the crowds like that. The energy was unreal. And um, I think that really helps help propel the Sixers to their win. A hundred percent. And just in terms of atmosphere, I was blown away by the Jumbotron, the curved screen Jumbotron. It was huge. It was super clear. Uh, they, they really did a great job of showing all the fans and, and really made you feel like you were a part of the action no matter what. And I was kind of engaged the whole time, even when during timeouts, it really felt like things were happening. Um, so, I mean, the, the Sixers did a great job of doing that, keeping everyone involved. And then, of course, through that, obviously, that just propelled some great performances all around, whether it's Embiid scoring 40 points, Seth Curry uh, making a raining down threes and, and really, really propelling them. And in that sense, with it, with their keeping keeping that distance from the six or from the Hawks early on. And then Tobias Harris, just maybe, maybe a little quieter, but still right. Getting his buckets. Absolutely. Absolutely, John. And and that's the thing about this team. I think they have uh, they have different weapons on the team that serve different purposes. You have Embiid, who's that dominant force down low, but he can also spread out, uh, spread out the entire floor. But um, then you have Tobias Harris, who's kind of your, your three level scorer. He can score from outside mid range and inside. Then you have Seth Curry and Danny green for your shooting. Ben Simmons is the facilitator. So this team has a lot of weapons and tonight, especially what we saw on display, as you mentioned was Embiid Curry and, um, and Tobias Harris. Obviously the, the this offensive these these offensive performances from from a lot of these Sixers players was a huge part of them winning. But the biggest thing that I thought I was kind of blown away by was their defense, and it's kind of what I thought the Knicks would be doing in their first round matchup, and they they really couldn't. The Knicks just a lot of Trey was getting any any floater he wanted. They were really the ball was flying around. They weren't really in in, in uh, up in the gaps to really prevent the ball from just flying all over the court, and their ball movement from really giving find, helping them find success. I feel like almost, so many shots the Hawks took today. Um, were, were incredibly contested. The hands were up, and Trey Young had almost had nowhere to go. I mean, maybe sure he he had his twenty something points, and he, he he got his he got his numbers maybe on the stat sheet, but it was just so different than what he was doing with the Knicks. He was just running. He was doing whatever he wanted. And it wasn't even the assists he was getting. It was the hockey assists, right? It was just it was just it was just him cutting into the lane. Now the defense is scrambling, and the six didn't allow that at all. I felt like Matisse did a great job guarding him. There's, and there were so many times where he would just get blocked. The crowd would go crazy. I mean, everyone it's it's the world against Trey Young at this point. But really, I mean, he got. He got his shot sent back a couple times on that little floater, or even even on a three or two, and it's like wow! Like I mean, the, the arena erupted, and you just really felt the the energy suck out of him, where he just was all over. He was he was just chirping all over that when he was at MSG. Uh, absolutely, John. You could tell Trey Young was you could tell Trey Young was frazzled, and that was a that was a pleasant sight for all of us. Um, but it, you know, Ben Simmons and Matisse Thybul uh, both were up for a defensive player of the year. I think they were both in the top five in in running, and they had. Both both of those guys on Trey Young tonight. So that helps having that uh, to guard um, one of the elite 
scorers in the game and Trey Young. But um, he, he looked frazzled, um, so they had to turn to other options. Um, you know, Gallinari played well. Uh, Bogdanovich played well. Uh, Kevin Huerter is um, kind of underrated to me. I never realized that he was he was a, a pivotal scoring option as well for this Hawks team. But um, I'm very impressed what I saw from uh, the defense for the Sixers containing these guys. That's the thing that's had Philly fans feeling pretty good about themselves is that even with those guys all shooting really well and scoring in the in the, in the low 20s on, on, on the Hawks, whether it's Bogdanovich, whether it's where, right? They're all getting their shots and they're all making a, a solid percentage of them in game two. They really couldn't get that close except for at, some, at certain points when they really had an outburst just because overall the defense really contained Trey Young and really and really kept everyone else, you know, shooting around their averages or really, you know, having to force contested shots. And it, it was definitely tough. They did hit a few, but it and it showed how good they are. It was definitely tough. And I mean, okay, we've, we've spoken about Embiid. We've spoken about Simmons. We've spoken to all these guys. We missed the goat of this game. And that is, and that is Shake Milton. That is Shake Milton without a doubt. He comes in. Um, his first basket is a um, end of the is, is a buzzer beater in the third quarter, an absolute bomb from you know, close to half court. Sends the crowd going crazy. After that, the whole fourth quarter, it, the game was gonna get it was within ten points, right? I mean, the Sixers had a sizable lead, cutting kind of close. At, well, shake melting goes ballistic. It's it's a, it's a twenty point game. It's out of reach. Trailing's getting subbed out to a to a flurry of booze. Joel Embiid's getting chewed out to a to a to MVP chance. It was really euphoric. I mean, I when we left the arena, I was asking, like, where can I buy a Shake Milton jersey? Where I, I, that did not happen. But honestly, it, it, it was close to happening. Yeah, John, I, I think uh, Shake Millen's been pretty absent in uh, in uh, towards the end of the regular season and also in the playoffs. But tonight he um, he rose to the occasion and he was incredible. It started with that. Uh, he, he had made a three and then I believe he made the, the buzzer beater in the third quarter after that. And then from there, it was, it was great. He just was uh, unstoppable and making all types of shots. And uh, it really, he, he was, like you said, he was the goat and the MVP of this game. Uh, not probably Embiid's the MVP, but he's the goat of this game. <laughs> I'll always remember this game as the shake melting game. Right? The and, shake and, game. And might've had 40, but just the impact of shake melting just completely changed everything. But I mean, honestly, the other thing, I'll remember it as the game we got free frosty. Shout out to Nathan Knight of the Atlanta Hawks for missing two free throws with a minute left. The crowd went crazy. He misses the first one. Everyone's losing their minds saying we want free frosties. We have the signs. People, there's, there's signs behind the basket of people holding up cardboard cutouts of frosties. And of course, what do you know? He missed the second free throw. Pandemonium in the in the crowd. You could you know, it was almost impossible to get because everyone's stopping to get their frosties. So the cars were all jammed up. I mean, really, just what a time to, to be at Wells Fargo Center. Absolutely, John. I think you missed one uh, key key thing here. I think you get you can get a frosty, or you can also get a frosty and fries. I think there's an option to get the fries too. So that's that's crucial here. But <laughs> I think that having that in uh, in the playoffs just makes everything exciting. Um, uh, the crowd was roaring, and overall, it was just uh, an incredible game uh, for both basketball and frosties. <laughs> I will make sure to never forget the fries. It's an important part, right, of the right, of the, right, the entire right. the entire experience. Um, or the cheesesteaks we had too were phenomenal. I mean, really, just an entire night of of good atmosphere, great food. Um, just shout out to the Wells Fargo, the, the people of Wells, the good people of Wells Fargo Center for putting together a, a fantastic night. Um, but looking ahead, of course, right? Look, we, we've already spoken so much about Game Two, Games Three and Four are gonna in Atlanta are really gonna test them. And I, okay, I, the same thing happened in the in the in the Knicks series where the Hawks took Game One. 
the Knicks came back and, and won game two in maybe dramatic fashion coming back, um, kind of the same way that the, 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 the Sixers had a really dominant defensive performance this time around. I, I'm not even sure. Well, what, what can we really expect in games three and four? I mean, I, I would have to expect uh, the, the Hawks, right, with, with Nate McMillan being a fantastic coach, you're going to make a couple key adjustments to free up Trey Young. What's the Sixers' answer? Is it to keep doing what they're doing with just let's 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 put on our two defensive player of the year candidates on them and just see what happens? Or I mean, what, what do you think? Are they going to really try to have to change the uh, continue to make adjustments to keep it to keep to keep things going in the series? Yeah, that's that's a good point, John. And I think um, I, I don't know if I I think the Sixers should stick with what worked today. And I think uh, obviously throughout the game, you can make uh, in-game adjustments. And then I think Doc Rivers should be planning for those adjustments. But I think what they did today worked. And I think um, I think you're right. They're going to try and free up Trey Young more, but also um, get other... They have a talented roster, the Hawks. And I think they're going to get make sure they get um, other guys involved as well and um, make sure uh, John Collins is getting in, in, uh, getting in his minutes and putting up his points and rebounds. And then you also have other weapons like Bogdanovich and Huerter and stuff. But I think, um, I, I think that the Hawks are going to come out strong and that's a tough crowd in Lent as well. So um, the Sixers need to be prepared for, uh, for what's coming. And I think the Hawks are going to be uh, ready to put their foot down on the home court. Whatever happens games, three, four, five, maybe, maybe, maybe it's over by then. Maybe it goes six, maybe it goes seven. I'm looking forward to what's hopefully a Sixers matchup with either the Bucks or the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe even the championship and another trip down to Philly. 